Miami Hurricanes have just received a crystal ball, a fong ball, to land this quarterback. You are Locked on Canes, your daily podcast on the Miami Hurricanes, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. I am Alex Dono, your host, University of Miami alumnus, longtime South Florida sports radio vet and contributor to allhurricanes.com. And thank you so much for making Locked on Canes your first listen to the everydayers. We absolutely love you. And this episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, when you bet on a Super Bowl winner, you can get a bonus bet every time they win in the regular season. FanDuel.com slash locked on. Check it out. Talking some recruiting today. Because the Miami Hurricanes, Brian Smith joins us, our recruiting expert here on the Locked On Network. And every time Brian joins us, it's brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. So, Brian, the Hurricanes have received a crystal ball, not any crystal ball, a Steve Wiltfong crystal ball right. to land class of 2025 quarterback Luke Nickel out of Alpharetta, Georgia. He worked out for Shannon Dawson at Legends Camp. Miami liked him enough to make him an offer. And, you know, Fong is already dropping a crystal ball here for a 2025 guy. Maybe he feels like a verbal commitment might be not too far away. What can you tell us about this quarterback, Luke Nickel? Well, a couple of things. Number one, his brother is at Michigan State. He's a tight end. So, obviously, this is a football family. Yeah. Uh, He plays at Milton which is on the north edge of Atlanta. It's one of the best programs in the state of Georgia. It's 7A football. He's gone against the best. So if he's a kid at that program in that city, starting early, earning offers from Miami and the like, that that paints a picture. But I've seen his film before, too. He's a really good player. He could move some, but he's think of traditional Miami quarterbacks, 80s, 90s, early 2000s, move a little, then make a pass. That's, that's the, what he does. I think this is a really good sign for Miami because there's been a weird trend. I don't really like this, but this is college football today. There have been a bunch of 25 quarterbacks come off the board already. Yeah, it's like weird. over 10. Yeah. And it's at that position, man, that's really touchy because it's one of the hardest, if not the hardest position at all, a sport to learn. A lot of people are just getting in there. They're afraid they're not going to get some. It's, it is what it is. But if Dawson saw the kid in front of him, that's a whole nother animal. Yeah. I mean, it, it, you have to be able to work with your quarterback and feel comfortable talent level aside. So that makes me feel a little better for Dawson and the Canes. Uh, Finally, this is a kid that if Miami gets him again, to reiterate, he's going to have a ton of offers. He already has several, but I mean, he's going to get more. This is a high upside kid that will be ranked highly. It would be very good for Miami in that regard. Plus never hurts to have a quarterback from Atlanta. That area is pretty darn good with football recruiting too. Yeah, so Luke Nichols, a 2025 quarterback. Miami has a 2024 from Georgia, a little more rural, uh, Judd Anderson. But, you know, supposedly, Brian, um, there's been a little bit of buzz about Miami maybe trying to make a push for Shamanad Madonna quarterback, class of 2024. So maybe Judd might not end up being the only quarterback in this class. Uh, Cedric Bailey uh, is someone he's committed to North Carolina State. So if Miami were to land him, it would have to be a flip. And so, okay, the first thing that stands out to me, Brian, is the Chaminade connection, right? He's close with JoJo Trader. He's close with Jeremiah Smith, who Miami would like to try and flip from Ohio State. This is also a fine player, though. What can you tell us about Cedric Bailey, 2024 Chaminade quarterback? If you'd have told me at this point Miami was trying to get him and you'd have told me that a year, year and a half ago, I'd have said you're crazy because he had so far to go. He had a cannon for an arm, but he didn't have a lot of touch, et cetera. 
he's come so far in a year. It's, it's unbelievable. And hats off to Cedric. Uh, I told him that at the uh, elite 11 this spring, he looks completely different. And that's why he got a bunch of offers and, and a bunch of schools came after him being the local guy though. Miami gets in on him kind of late. I'm sure they've talked to him, but now they're uh, allegedly, again, I don't know the, the truth behind it, looking at him, maybe making some headway. If he plays well, let's say the first three to five games, and for those that don't know, Chaminade's schedule is not friendly. They're taking on all comers, so he's going to get tested. Yeah. If he comes out in balls, and I, again, he's throwing to JoJo, it's like, I get it. But if he comes out in balls well, maybe Miami does make a run at him. That would be cool. Just – all the guys from that program, like Zaquan Patterson, that's the other guy that's not committed. I've heard some really good things about him recently with Miami, too. But yeah. There, there's a lot of possibility there because, I mean, it's a comfort zone. If Miami really comes at him and all your buddies are going there, the guys you grew up with, it would make sense. So I don't know if he really has a sincere interest or if he just wants to leave. I haven't asked Cedric, but it would be kind of cool because he's a big arm guy that understands – all the nuances of playing competition because, again, he's at Chaminade. I think he could adjust pretty well. It'd be good for Miami. Brian Smith is our recruiting expert here on the Locked On Network, and every time Brian joins us, he's brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. That's why LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. So post your job for free at linkedin.com slash College. Terms and conditions apply. So, Brian, uh, let's stick with Shaman out here because you brought up the name Zaquan Patterson. Here, here's something. I was having a conversation about Zaquan with uh, Marcus Benjamin from Miami Rivals yesterday, and, and he told me something. Uh, t tell me if this kind of matches up with what you're hearing, that the Chaminade coach would actually like all of his guys to be verbally committed before their season starts. And I think it's because, you know, he wants them to focus on football. He wants them to focus on Chaminade season coming up and not so much on the recruiting stuff. Obviously, Jeremiah has been committed to Ohio State for a long time. JoJo recently uh, committed to Miami. So maybe Zaquan, five-star safety, could be the next domino to fall. How do you feel about Miami's chances there? And do you think the timeline might be a little bit earlier than later? I agree. Um, we're probably getting that information from the same people. <laughs> um, I would imagine that he'll make a decision by early September at the latest. How much water that holds, I don't know, because he's still going to take calls probably. But yeah. Miami's my pick if he makes a decision now. So, or, you know, in the foreseeable short-term future. I would imagine that Auburn and Michigan and Ohio State and all these schools are still going to come at him. But right now, Miami, from multiple people I've spoken to, is at the top of the board. That's all you can really ask. I mean, you can't do anything more than get a commitment at this point. So Cristobal and the entire staff for Miami, I try not to leave anybody out. They do a really good job with the local kids. Um, the article I wrote about a week ago about the stuff that's went on with some past coaches not doing so well. The local is a great example with Zaquan and the guys at Chaminade and the Ravens program, et cetera. They paid attention to it to try to rebuild – Miami's history and Zaquan's a great example. He just happens to be the last one, and I don't know why he hadn't announced yet, but right now I'd have to pick the Canes for him. All right, so that's some good news. We'll talk about some potential bad news when we come back because a couple of Miami targets are going to be announcing verbal commitments uh, Thursday, tomorrow, and Saturday, and I'm worried we're going to go 0 for 2. I'll get Brian's take on it, but Colin Simmons announcing on Thursday is Sendre Papa Afua announcing on Saturday. Let's find out where Miami stands when we come back. We're only getting started 
keep it locked right here on Locked on Canes. You see, Brian and I, were both wearing our bird dogs hats today. That's I right. love it. We come coordinated. I'm wearing bird dog shorts as well. Uh, I was out in the heat over the weekend, and, you know, my, my legs were cool. Bird dogs make you look good. Bird dog stretch khaki shorts are designed to fit slimmer through the thigh and leg, giving you a truly sculpted look. Bird dog shorts do the exact same thing as Lululemon, but they fit way better. I've tried both. I can vouch for that. They fit way better than those regular shorts that are made of a stiff, restricting cotton. Bird dogs fixed that issue by inventing cloud knit fabric that looks just like khaki, but it stretches. So you get a way slimmer fit without having to sacrifice movements. And Bird Dogs uses anti-stink sweat wicking fabric, so important for us in Florida, that keeps you cool and dry all day long. Go to birddogs.com slash locked on college or enter promo code locked on college for a free white tech hat. That's what we're wearing today with your order. That's birddogs.com slash locked on college or promo code locked on college for a free white tech hat. You won't want to take your bird dogs off. We promise you. Thank you so much for making Locked on Canes your first listen today. We're available free wherever you get your podcasts, available free on YouTube. And for the everydayers, we're going to be talking with Larry Bluestein on tomorrow's episode. So great run of guests this week. We'll continue right here on Locked on Canes. We're joined now by Brian Smith. So, Brian, um, you know, I was kind of feeling a glimmer of hope on five-star edge Colin Simmons last week because I know that the folks at uh, Canes Insight felt like they were – getting some positive info on that and hopefully they're not wrong about it but you know if you track all the crystal ball and expert predictions for five-star Colin Simmons Miami does have a hat on the table for him Miami LSU Texas but all the predictions have been going in other directions and not in Miami's direction uh, and Steve Wiltfong put in the crystal ball for him uh, last month to go to LSU how do you think this is going to play out for Colin Simmons I've heard both in terms of Texas or LSU. I have not heard Miami from anybody that I know. Right. I, I'm guessing this is going to be kind of a last-second decision. And even so, again, just like with some of these other guys like Zaquan and Jeremiah, Miami's not going to stop recruiting him. He's a right. special player. He's at Duncanville. It's one of the best programs of the country. He's going to be an instant impact guy, and he's an edge rusher. They have premium at that spot. So – Miami is probably not going to win now. I'm not thinking that's necessarily going to be the end of his recruitment, but you're not going to win all of them either. So I'm 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 going to pick the Longhorns just because they've been hot on the recruiting trail this year, and they need they need a pass rusher bad. So we'll see. But if he goes to LSU, that wouldn't be very shocking either. So another player who's going to be picking uh, this weekend, and and things the complexion seems to have changed a little bit with him in the last few weeks. Brian talking about Papa Fua, who's an interior offensive lineman, four star. I'd love to have him here because he seems like a crystal ball, Mirabal type of player. So you know, I, I hope Miami can get something working with him in the next few days. But a few weeks ago. I was told by someone who was pretty confident about it that it was basically 50-50 between Utah and Miami. And then within those past few weeks, LSU has put their – not LSU, sorry. Uh, Texas A&M has put themselves firmly in the mix for Papa Afua, and the crystal balls have started to fly in A&M's direction. Do you think that's how this one's going to play out on Saturday? That's the rumor. Um, who, what, when, where, and why, I'm not going to – delve into but i have some suspicions as to why that would suddenly change um utah i would understand it's closer to home they've got great o-line tradition here in the recent past it's closer to him in terms of his family getting there 
and he's been to Miami, I believe, twice, if, if I'm not yeah, mistaken. So, I think so. Yeah. and Cristobal and those guys knew about him a long time ago because they were at Oregon. They were right down the road, and they were probably. I, I know he was at Alabama as like a freshman. He was 300 and some pounds in his freshman. There was a video of him. He was at, being recruited by Saban, who was a freshman in high school. So, I mean, this is a national recruit. This is the kind of guy that can change your O-line. He's talent-wise not much different than Maui Goa. Again, win or lose this Saturday, the phone's not going to stop ringing. Miami's going to keep recruiting him. But right now it looks like the Aggies are going to get this one. By the way, um, how complicated has it been the last uh, week or so trying to figure out how conference realignment might be affecting recruiting? Or is it is it yet? I mean, I'm sure for, for these pack. Pack four schools, pack twelve, whatever you want to. Call. I'm sure that that's been a real mess for the past week, Brian. I was actually talking to a couple of different people about that yesterday. This is just my opinion because it's now ongoing, and we're not sure where it's going to end before about the 15th of this month, when the grant of rights or whatever would have to be signed at Florida State or Clemson, like blah blah blah. It is beyond complex, but recruits don't think about it short term because they're 17 year olds. However. Parents, seven-on-seven coaches, confidants, and and all the people around them are going to be like, are you sure you want to do this? We don't know what conference they're going to be in. We don't know if you really want to travel. I mean, there's a lot of added pieces. So I think starting with the 25 class, you're going to hear this discussion point more. By then, we'll have, hopefully, hopefully, we have some finalization. And by the way, the Pac-4, that's hilarious. But it's just, I mean, it's been decimated in a week's time. Yeah. I mean, Oh, we've got a contract coming with the boy. They were just the the people that were running the Pac-12. Somebody's going to do an ESPN 30 for 30 idea. And they're just going to hammer. I've never seen a conference implode like that one in a shorter period of time. And while saying everything, it's almost like government officials. I don't believe either side when they talk out of the both sides. They're not. That's what this was. And now all of us in the recruiting world are like, "Uh, I don't know how this is going to impact things. It's never happened before. This is unprecedented. I don't have any history to back on. So it's complex, very much so. Yeah, and the, the future certainly not as big a debacle as the pack, but the future is a little bit unclear for the ACC, right? Who's sure. who are they looking to add? SMU is the latest uh, rumor that's been out there. Who, who's looking to leave? Is any of this affecting Miami right now? Because I don't think it is yet. I think you, your point is well taken about 2025, but it, at some point, Miami recruitment, Miami recruiting, there's going to be some impact from this. A hundred percent. I was listening to your podcast and I put it up at all hurricanes talking about your little segment there about Cal and Stanford. Look, I'm just going to back your point up and I'm a little more blunt than you. Terrible idea. Terrible. <laughs> Horrendous. That is for one reason and one reason only. They want California TV market, period. It is terrible for all the student athletes. And when you look at the budgets, like no offense to them, but like Wake Forest has had a nice little run here in football. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. They they, I mean, Hartman had 110 touchdown passes. He's one of the all-time leaders in college football. Great. That's not going to be sustainable. Now you're sending the rowing team. That's going to be real profitable. The San Francisco Come on. It, it's a terrible idea. All the academic loss you're going to have, like the travel, I mean, it's just bonkers. This is why college coaches in football, just what you and I cover, are leaving in droves. Yeah. They don't like this junk. They want consistency. The sport is going to go down with all this because college coaches already don't see their families as it is. Adding all this travel, 
Yeah, that's not helping. It's you're going to see guys take just back office jobs in the NFL like crazy. It, it's terrible. Wow, that's good points there. Uh, something I want to pick Brian's brain on when we come back because you know he covers recruiting so closely. He's our network recruiting expert. Miami's got a handful of class of 2023s heading into their true freshman year. Brian covered them on the trail, watched their camps, watched their games. Handful of guys, including Raul Popo Aguirre, are making a big-time impact in practice so far. I want to get Brian's take when we come back. You want to keep it locked right here to Locked on Canes. Keep it locked down on FanDuel, my friends. Football season is about to kick off, and FanDuel is giving you the chance to win all season long because right now, when you bet on a Super Bowl winner, you can get bonus bets every time they win in the regular season. How about that? Just pick any team to win the Super Bowl, and you'll get bonus bets for every victory. You can use your bonus bets on spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. I'm thinking about looking at my Miami Dolphins on this, guys. So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and start earning bonus bets with America's number one sportsbook. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. We're joined here by Brian Smith, a recruiting expert. And guys, for the everydayers, thank you so much for making Locked on Canes your first listen. If you want to take your everydayer experience to the next level, I highly suggest signing up for our exclusive SMS texting service through subtext. I include a link in the show description below. You get SMS text messages directly from my phone to yours, talking recruiting, breaking news, practice updates at Miami, one-on-ones. You can ask me questions on there. You can text directly with me on the subtext. So if you want to try it free for 14 days, click the link in the show description below. And then if you like it, it's $4.99 a month. We give you a lot of added value on there. So check out our subtext community and bring your everyday or experience to the next level. You know, Brian, there are so many talented true freshmen we can talk about, and we'll get to a few of these guys. But uh, I, I want to start with Popo because he's someone that over the last couple of practices, I've been told by veteran linebackers, he's really starting to get it when it comes to understanding the scheme. And he's really starting to pop and make plays. That's the uh, true freshman linebacker who's got South Florida ties, but he's out of Georgia. He loves Miami. Uh, what can you tell me about what you saw in Popo Aguirre during his recruitment and what kind of an impact do you think he can make year one? First off, this is a kid that was coveted by Alabama. Let's start with that. Anytime Alabama wants a defensive player on the recruiting trail, like early on, this is a guy we covet. Good sign. Uh, that was his second pick. I asked him about it earlier this spring. I met with him in just outside Atlanta. His brother was a part of the Under Armour camp and, he was there watching, and I came up and I interviewed him. By the way, just super dude. One of the nicest guys you'll ever meet. Very positive. Miami fans, like going to Canes Fest and stuff, you get a chance to meet him. He's, he's a dude. And far as football goes, there are very few players that you're going to see at any position that have the same kind of nature that he does off the field and on. Like, like Ray Lewis is super guy off the field. Everybody talks about it. But on the field, he wanted to murder people. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like, he just ran through guys. Popo, same way. Yeah, he goes through. He doesn't go around. He doesn't swing. He goes through physicality, his ability to hit. It is just all about what he is. I mean, he is physical across the board. And he's also a guy that wants to learn. He was talking to me about how he breaks down to make tackles and do different things, learning the schemes. He's all for it. He's just a football nut. And it would not surprise me when his playing days are over. He becomes a coach. He's that kind of guy. So great kid, powerful. And I'm not surprised that Basant and all these Malago, his older brother, have been talking about him because yeah. this is a kid that I knew wanted it 
off the field, learning the playbook and knowing all the little things you got to do to play as a freshman. Cause it's hard to play as a freshman at linebacker. It's a big responsibility mentally. That's a good sign as well. So I knew he was going to be good. I didn't know he was going to play right away, but it sounds like he's got a chance to be in the rotation from game one. That's awesome, man. Cause it is rare for linebackers to do that. You know, another freshman on the defense that I think has a chance to be in the rotation and will even get an opportunity to try and earn a starting job is Damari Brown. And, you know, Brian, he might, you know, there, there could be uh, an opportunity for him and his older brother, Devante, who I think will be a starter to, to be the starting boundary corners at Miami. How cool of a story would that be? And one thing, when we've talked about Damari Brown before, a big advantage that Damari has, not only having, you know, the physical tools and the mental tools and all that, but having played at American Heritage, you play the top competition week in and week out sure. there. Um how do, how do you feel Damari is equipped to take his talents to the next level? He's a little bit bigger and stronger than most corners coming out of high school. So that's one. He can take on the run game, <clears throat> excuse me, and, and some of the screen game a little bit easier than most freshmen. And again, your point is something I was going to mention anyway. Name a corner that's come out of Heritage in the last five, ten years that didn't have at least some level of success at the next level in college. Right. I was talking – to Andrew Ivins from 247 about that recently, he goes, there isn't one. We talked about last spring, we were at their practice. He goes, who? They just are coached so well, they're polished, and they learn quickly. They'll pick up on schemes. And I'm not just talking about cover two, cover three. They'll pick up on some of the complex stuff that Lance Guidry, his, his defense is not friendly to pick up for a freshman. There's going to be some tough moments. But even so, he's picked up on it, and he's been through Heritage, which isn't as easy as most high schools either. Right. And he's going to be ready mentally way higher than most kids. And with his, I mean, I know him, he's a great kid and he's somebody that again, kind of like Papo really wants to be good right away. So I'm not surprised. I'm curious. The only thing I'm curious about Devonte is probably capable of playing any of the spots he's experienced. Now he's a senior. Where are they going to focus Damari? If Devonte's on the field too, Mm. Which one would play boundary? Which one would play field? Do they want them to right. play? I, I'm curious if they move guys around, and I have no idea. I'm just they do in practice a lot. Yeah, they they so do. So that that is an important trait because maybe he finds a niche with yeah. this new scheme. I, I have no idea, but that's why football is fascinating too. All right, so let's go from one heritage player to another. Mark <laughs> Fletcher, uh, you know, again they you know they they like to keep things that happen in practice pretty close to the vest when it comes to team drills and stuff, but. Sure. Anytime you ask a player at Miami, either side of the football, because we asked some of the linebackers about Fletcher, uh, it sounds like he's been making plays, Brian. And we know Fletcher has the size, the uh, four-star American Heritage running back who's entering his true freshman season. What can Miami Hurricanes fans expect from Fletcher? I think he's been undersold even as a four-star guy for the following reason. Like Again, Heritage, he's polished. He's, he's been used to being in the fire. Playing in Broward County, that's as good as it gets in America. Period. So if you look at what he's been through, he was very successful. Look at the programs that offered him. I mean, again, all the, the Alabamas, the Ohio States, etc. He's a guy that can make people miss. He can run over you. He can pass block. He can catch. He's a complete running back. He fits an NFL scheme that can play on all three downs and you're not worried. Most backs coming out of high school can't do that. And again, like the other guys we've talked about today, he's got a lot of desire. Mark's a great kid. He's going to put his best foot forward on everything he does. And you're going to see him. I'm going to make a little prediction here. He will be a third down running back for Miami as much to catch the ball, but also to pass block. Yeah. He's really strong. I mean, 
shake his hand. He's, he's a grown man. This is a kid that Miami needs to be successful, or one of the other guys, maybe it's Don Changes Jr., somebody that's a bigger back so Parrish doesn't have to pass block all the time. He's not the biggest guy in the world. They need more guys that can keep Tyler Van Dyke upright. Miami season's going nowhere if he's on the sidelines. I mean, I think we can agree to that. He must stay healthy. And one of the keys to a freshman, if you can't pass block, you stand next to Mario. That's just the way it is. So I love Chris Johnson, but he's not as big. He's going to yeah. be in the slot or he's going to get the ball. That's my – they're not going to put him next to Tyler and ask him to block a 225-pound linebacker. That's just a bad idea. So I think Fletcher's going to play a lot on all three downs. He's, he's got a really good chance to play early this year. So another player I get asked about a lot, and, like, again, limited practice viewing. Um, I The guys who have stood out to me most are the corners who are really, really long Robert Stafford, not as long, but I've heard nothing but good feedback, Brian, about Robert Stafford, true freshman, going back from the offseason program that he was really turning some heads. Uh, I don't know. How, how much did you get a chance to watch Stafford? Because I know he lived in kind of an under-recruited mm -hmm. area over on the Space Coast. What do you think Stafford is going to add this year? Because he seems super fast. He's a kid that I saw in practice. I mean, he played at Ugali. That's not a program that's tradition-rich, but they do have some really good players right now. Yeah, he's got speed, though, man, like his burst is different. I think he could play nickel in situations because nickel's super complex now, depending on the formation, who's in front of you. But he can run with the ultra twitchy guy that's 5'10", 160, that everybody struggles with in college football. You have to single him because there's a big guy on the outside for every team that gets the safety over the top. It's a hard spot, man. Um, just look at Restrepo. He, not many people can cover him. It's the same deal. I think he's going to play some, but where he ends up long-term will be different. He's, he needs that weight. Right. Buck 70, something like that last year. I don't know what he weighs now after going through the summer. I'm hoping he gained better part of 10 pounds. I don't know. I haven't seen him. You've been at practice. I haven't. But I think he can be a slot guy, and eventually he'll be a field corner, meaning the guy that could just fly. He's a track kid. Like, if he went out to the Miami track coach, he'd say, yes, come on down. He's yeah. that kind of speedy guy. Uh, 60 meter, 100 meter, he's, he's all about it. So – Physical kid for his size, too. He, he will hit. He is not afraid of contact. And another kid that's just fun to be around. He's a really good person. Like it. Excellent stuff here by Brian Smith. You can check him out all over the Locked On Podcast Network. You can check him out at allhurricanes.com. He's a colleague of mine there. Does a fantastic job. And you can follow him on X, Twitter, whatever you want to call it. The, the <laughs> app formerly known as Twitter. Follow him at fbscout underscore Florida. Brian, thank you so much for taking the time, man, and enjoy the rest of your week. Same to you, my friend. Thank you very much. For the everydayers, we will be back tomorrow with our boy Blue, Larry Bluestein. So jump aboard on another episode of Locked on Canes. We are part of the awesome Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day.